Everyone hits some kind of turbulence at some point in their life and career. Missteps, obstacles, and setbacks are inevitable. Failure to acknowledge and process these losses properly can lead to imposter syndrome, burnout, low self-esteem, confusion, and even result in completely abandoning your dreams. The hard truth is that unprocessed failure leads to a loss of resiliency. And resiliency is a critical element to long-term career success. Long-term career success leads to financial stability and fulfillment. Hi, my name is Laverne. I'm a Moonshot Mentor. I support ambitious-driven people who have hit a speed bump in their career, regain their momentum, and make their next big move. Today, I'm talking about the importance of resiliency in your career journey. I'm going to share a few real-life examples, including one from Tom Brady, practical steps, and of course, journal prompts to help deepen your understanding and gain new insights. So what is resiliency? Google says it's the capacity to withstand or to recover quickly from difficulties. For what it's worth, and in my work as a coach, I would remove the word quickly. It's a judgment word, and in this context, it negates the fact that everyone moves at different speeds at various points in their lives. However, the ability to connect or reconnect with one's intellectual, emotional, and spiritual elasticity is the key to overcoming challenges and moving forward. Think of it this way. The opposite of elasticity is rigidity. Rigidity is stiff, brittle, and easily broken. When you're rigid in your career, say, not acknowledging that marketplace conditions have shifted and you need to update your skill set, then your career is going to suffer. When you connect with your elasticity, then you're able to adapt to changing circumstances and still retain the core of who and what you are. So for example, a client I'll call Terry started their career as a copywriter. Over time, they found that jobs were becoming fewer and further between because their experience was in a product category that had diminishing value. So Terry went back to school and reinvented themselves as a marketing manager and now oversees a team of digital content producers. Terry could have kept pushing the copywriting boulder up the mountain, that's rigidity, but they acknowledged the obstacle that was out of their control, changing consumer desires as it related to their product category. So they looked at their core competencies, which were writing, positioning consumer goods to address consumer needs and desires, and design, and the shifting ways consumers were learning about products. Terry recognized that they needed to alter their game in order to stay in the game. So resiliency and elasticity help us to continue to grow. And I believe it's human nature to grow. We grow up, we grow old, we grow together, we grow apart. If we're not growing, then we stagnate and die, literally and metaphorically. Unfortunately, things happen in our lives that may trigger us into stagnating. Stagnation is a kind of defense mechanism to protect either the identity we have of ourselves or being hurt in some way. When I was in high school, I loved to sing in the choir and in musicals. One time during rehearsal, I hit a sour note. It was awful. And from that day forward, I pulled way back on singing and eventually stopped. I was embarrassed and didn't know how to rebound from one mistake. The identity I was trying to protect was someone who was perfect and never got things wrong. If I had taken the time, and honestly had some side coaching and mentoring, to process this mistake, I would have learned several things that would have helped me access my resiliency and bounce back. 
So, for example, warm up my vocal cords, fine-tune my breath by breathing from my belly, adjust my posture so I'm not so slouchy, imagine myself singing on top of the note, and I'm sure that there are at least a dozen more pro tips that would have helped me to understand the mechanics of singing and that it's absolutely normal to hit sour notes. And when I think about this list right now, I, I can see just how doable it all is and how I rob myself of something that I enjoy doing in order to protect my identity. So my inability and my unwillingness to process the mistake stop me from accessing my resiliency, which is the ability to recover from difficulties. Another example that I love, and this is from author and journalist Sally Jenkins, it's about Tom Brady, you know, uh, the GOAT, recently retired former NFL quarterback who never experienced a drop in play during his 22 years in the league. So Sally writes about how Brady had bad feet. It's all in her book, The Right Call, What Sports Teaches Us About Work and Life. And here's a quote from an interview that she did with Preet Bharara on his podcast. She says, I mean, he really had bad feet. I mean, he's not talented at all, really. I mean, he has a good long arm with accuracy, but he worked like hell for the mechanics to deliver the ball as accurately as he did. Here's the thing. Before Tom Brady was the GOAT, he wasn't performing to full potential. So he and his coaches analyzed the problem and discovered he had really bad feet. In the book, it talks about how they would throw sandbags at his feet and really create these situations of duress during practice so he could overcome this problem. Unprocessed failure leads to a loss of resiliency. Resiliency is a critical element to long-term career success. Long-term career success leads to financial stability and fulfillment. Sally wraps up the story about Tom Brady in the pre podcast by saying, the astonishing thing about the guy is that he got faster in his 40s than he was in his 20s if you look at his times in the 40-yard dash. So how do we process mistakes, obstacles, and failures? Here are simple but not always easy steps to help you navigate challenges. The first one, which is the most important, is leave judgment at the door. Judgment never helps anyone. Assessment does. Number two, accept the fact that mistakes are inevitable and happen to everyone. And that's not hyperbole. They truly do happen to everyone. Three is assess the situation in which the misstep, obstacle, or failure occurred, and you want to look at it through the lens of the steps that are required to succeed. So here's a pro tip. These steps to succeed are not typically chiseled in stone. So what's required to downhill ski on a sunny 42-degree day is different than on a windy, snowy 32-degree day. Number four, if you can't identify the steps required, this is your first course correction. Talk to an expert or someone who's done what you want to do and determine the steps. Number five, if you're able to identify the steps, work through them methodically to determine the growth opportunities. Here are some sample questions to get you started and always feel free to add your own. So do I need additional skills or training? In my choir example, I clearly need additional training. Do I need additional resources? Do I need to adjust my mental attitude? Back to my choir example, 100%. I was just refusing to look at what I did wrong. Do I need financial investment? And then finally, number six. If you're working the steps but don't have clarity on areas to improve, then ask for feedback from a mentor, coach, teacher, colleague, friend. 
And now you want to rinse and repeat until you've gained clarity on what's needed to succeed. Another pro tip. Sometimes processing through failure creates instantaneous results. It's a simple course correction. Other times, it takes months or even years of effort. By going through these steps, you're able to discover a wonderful gift, your ability to learn and adapt. Much like the toddler who takes a step, falls, and gets back up again, we too are naturally resilient. And tapping into this resiliency will keep your career supple, strong, and healthy. Okay, a few journal prompts. What's a mistake that you have made in your career? And looking back at it through the lens of assessment, not judgment, what were you trying to achieve? What steps did you need to take in order to succeed? Which steps needed additional skills, training, resources, a mental adjustment, or financial investment? What else can you identify that would help you course correct or develop best practices for the future? I'd love to hear your thoughts, what you're coming up with in these journal prompts, so please drop me a comment. And if you enjoy what you're hearing or watching, please subscribe. Your subscription helps me continue to provide tools and insights to support your career growth, including the importance of grief work. And if you want to work with me, I offer private coaching sessions and also in-person and virtual group work. So just reach out to me at lavernemckinnon.com and we'll set up a time to talk and have a complimentary consultation. I will see you next week. Thanks so much.